0: Praise the Lamb of God. Praise the Lamb of God. Glory to God. The blood is still there. You don't have to worry. No matter what comes or goes, he still hasn't applied. Thank you, Jesus. Passover comes from when the Hebrews were getting ready to leave Egypt. And it was instituted by Moses because God gave it to him. Apply the blood on the doorpost. That represents a heart yes. on the door of our heart, the door there on the outside, ply the blood. Yes. I'm on the right side of the blood. Thank Amen. God for that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let me welcome the internet folks and the Facebook folks. We welcome those that are tuned in and listening outside of these walls that we call New Creation Fellowship here in Warsaw. We're glad you're here with us on this celebration day, this Resurrection Sunday. We've been celebrating here with song and praises and and doing some things of communion and, and giving God from our hearts what he's done for us, and we thank God for that. But we do want to turn to the Word of God and find out what He has to say. The title that we want to put to this, if you want to put it, is the power of the resurrection. Amen. The power of the resurrection. Friday night we had Good Friday service. Brother Nathan done an outstanding job of ministering the Word. He brought it from Isaiah 53, and uh, the one area of the title was forged. And Jesus was forged. Thank God he was forged that he could be what God wanted him to be. That you and I don't have to pay that price. And thank God. But we want to look at the resurrection. That's the reason why we're celebrating. This is not Sabbath. This is the first day of the week. Aren't you glad that we're the first? We get to be part of that resurrection and partake with what he has. Before we go to scripture, resurrection is to raise again. Aren't you glad for being raised out of your sinful state? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So you were dead in your sin and trespasses, but Jesus came and gave us life. I don't hear much life out there right now. (laughs) Amen. You need a little more coffee maybe, (laughs) but you need to realize that Jesus is no longer in the grave. To resurrect again means to come back to life. Jesus was dead, but he's no longer dead. He came out of the grave and away from death. If he hadn't done that, if he hadn't given his life and shed it and went to the grave, death would still have its hold on. You had no hope. But because of Jesus, we have hope. Go to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter two, two verses we want to bring up. So as you stand for the reading of God's word, as we do this as respect to God himself and his word that he's given to us, as we honor our dignitaries, as we honor those that serve, we want to honor Jesus Christ this morning. Can I hear an amen on that one? Verses 23 and 24. the Apostle Peter was preaching after the day of Pentecost and he was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and he come up with this sermon and God gave him and he come to this point in verse 23, talking about Jesus himself, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. You have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put to death. I want you to understand, God knew what he was doing. In Isaiah 53, the Bible says it pleased the Father to have Jesus suffer and die for you and I. It pleased the Father, he loved you enough and said, I gave my son, I give him that I can have relationship with you. Praise God for that. Thank you, Lord. But let's read on because that's not the end of the story. He says in verse twenty-four, "Whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death." Let me jump over. Get it, jump. Jump over. Jump back. Whom God raised up. Say he's alive. he's alive. He raised him up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should. Be held by it. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Christ was delivered by determined hands, but it was the hands of God that gave him over. Thank God for that. But the purpose was that Christ would sacrifice himself, that you and I wouldn't have to worry about taking the lambs and everything else. And see, religion wants you to try, say, you must do it, but Jesus done it. Amen. That's grace. Yeah, That's grace. Touching him says, thank God he did it. Amen. And you may be seated. The Bible didn't just finish because he was crucified, but it goes on to say that he raised him up. Thank God he's alive. Thank God I just want to shout on that one. He loosed the pains of death. See, one of the things that we don't have to fear when we die, what's going to happen? Because when we come to that crossing, because death will come to every single one of us, unless the rapture takes place, you can't evade it. You can't get away from it. You can't say, I don't want to be no part of it. Just check me out away from it. No, death will come to us. You get old enough, you start looking for heaven. If you know the Lord, if you don't know the Lord, your life has been wasted. But thank God, Jesus came that he could loose the pains of death. Even took the sting out of it, the Bible says. That we don't have to worry about the death taking hold of us. But I liked the way it ends. It was impossible for death to hold him, it was impossible for death to keep Jesus from coming out of the grave. It was impossible, say with God, all things are possible. See, Mary asked that one uh, before she was conceived to have Jesus inside of her to carry the Son of God. She says, how can these things be? says, I have never been with a man. And the angel said, nothing is impossible with God. Your circumstances, situations may look dead, may look like it's not going to come alive. It may look like everything has faded away. I want to give you some inkling. When Jesus came out of the grave, he said, everything you're praying for, I died for and I rose again so he can come alive. It's not dead. Nothing's impossible with God. God will raise it up. Thank God. See, without the resurrection, we could not bring heaven into our midst. How I many knows that we are sitting in heavenly places? Amen. This morning, we was in heavenly places. Thank God that we could reminisce. So thank God we can celebrate and we sung about it, but the celebration is more within us. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. Amen. It's Christ that lives in me, that brings me to the place that I am, that I live, that I love and I desire. Thank you, Jesus. But not only that bring heaven now in our life, but it also helps us in our problems. Because the Bible says Jesus intercedes for us now. See, that tells me that Christ is alive now. Say now. now. Thank God he is now. That means present tense. That means not past tense, but present tense. With the resurrection, our faith is in something that is alive. Something that is real. My God is real. Yes. But with Jesus, he came to present God on this earth. The glory of the Father was upon Jesus, John 1 says. And we see the glory when we see Jesus. But you've got to picture what Jesus is doing. Sometimes people will pray, but their faith is not really tuned in to a live Savior can God hear me? You'll pray, but then something happens. I'll immediately you speak negative. That is a false prayer. You need to start praying, Jesus, you are alive. You hear me when I pray. You touch my situations. See, that's being alive now. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith now is faith. Now is faith, the very presence that we look and see right now. See, our faith is not in a dead person, but is in a live risen savior. Yes. Aren't you glad for that? The rest of religions cannot say that. Uh, they will look and say, well, this one lived and he taught, but he's gone. You could probably go find the grave and find still the bones. You don't find Jesus there. I've been there. I've been to Israel. I went to the tomb and I was curious. I walked in the tomb you know what? I didn't see anybody there. The stone was rolled away. How many of you knows the stone's been rolled away? Yeah. There's no blockage. You can go in and see that the Savior's no longer there in that grave, but he's been risen. And he's risen forevermore. See, we believe in the resurrection now, it is now, not Past tense, not something that just happened, not an historical event. And our prayer and our faith is not in vain. If that was the case, then our preaching becomes in vain. That our living for the Lord becomes in vain. But we serve a risen Savior, and He's alive forevermore. He lives within me. See, if we'd done that, we'd be like everybody else. we try to fill our lives with everything, chasing after everything. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Trying to fill our lives with those pleasure things. God doesn't want you to chase after just pleasure. God says, I want to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Yes. Amen. I enjoy pleasure just like anybody else. I enjoy beating my son-in-law in golf every once in a while. <laughs> He's saying, sure, uh-huh. We have a good time. We get out, and I enjoy being with my kids and doing little things. And, and now that Esther's coming up, she's starting to get in her voice. And Sunday school, Brother Nathan heard it. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> That's her new thing now, is doing that. But she's alive. She's going to speak it out. And sometimes when you, when you know something's alive, you, you, you got to activate on it. See, if there was no resurrection, that means Jesus is still in the tomb. If there was no resurrection, that means Jesus was just a prophet, a philosopher, somebody that come along and just spoke a little bit of philosophy and a prophet, and that was it. But Jesus was more than just that, All we would have is Jesus as a good man, a good teacher, great teacher, one that lived a life. And and that's what a lot of religion wants to put Jesus in, that little box. But we as believers, we as Christ-like ones, which means Christians, we believe in a risen Savior. We believe in a risen King of kings. We believe in one that not just is a good man, that was a good philosopher, one that was a good teacher, but we lead, look to him as our savior, as our deliverer, as our all in all. Aren't you glad for that church? Yes. Uh, can I say this? He's alive. Yes. See, no power could hold him back, no grave could hold him back. That's the reason why I kinda of like it on a resurrection sunday on April's Fool because the devil's been fooled. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Yes. <laughs> I, I can believe my, my daughter gave me a, a little thing she's seen and she read it to me and I'm not going, I'll, I'll do it no justice. But she said that in that, it says, uh, uh, when Jesus got up on uh, Easter Sunday, as we called Easter, but it's a resurrection Sunday, he got up, he looked at some, uh, the enemy and says, you're fooled, man, I'm alive. <laughs> you thought I was dead. You thought you had me. Uh, you thought you, you didn't, but says, I've even got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. (laughs) I can unlock the things that that no one else could. I've been given authority when no one else has. That's the reason why we say we serve a living God. But see, if we only believe in a historical Savior, Jesus, that's all we looked at as taking the Bible, taking the Word of God and saying, It's historical. It's just history. That's all it is. Our lives are in vain. If we believe that he healed then, if we believe that he delivered and set free then, as what we read. If that's all we believe, that's the only thing we believe, we're in trouble, church. But we don't believe that. He's alive, and he's alive in me. Amen. And he's alive forevermore. Yes. He was raised. See, I must say this: he's alive not only today, but he's alive now. He's in this service now. He's with us now. He's not someone that's far off. He's with me now. I can talk to him now. He's alive now. Yes. Yes. Pastor, you're getting awful excited. Be prim and proper. But what he's given you, life, life. People that's got life, they move. Yes. Yes. They yes. breathe. Yes. The doctors, they, they look at the people, see if they breathe. If not, they're going to put in on a breathing machine to see their lungs and their chest go up and down, to see them take that. But thank God we don't have to worry about life support because our support is in Jesus Christ. See, one thing I noticed, religion cannot bring Jesus in the now. It can only keep him at bay. can only keep him in that way that is... So even their prayers, the religious folks, if you listen to their prayers, are self-pity prayers, but I don't have to worry about self-pity. I go to one that's got the answer. Yeah. I can go to him and talk to him as if I'm talking to my wife or I'm talking to you. And he answers. He listens. He is a live God. And he's one that lives not only with me, he's alive forevermore. Go to Revelation chapter one. And, and let's see what Jesus said to John the... Revelator, the Apostle John, one verse really brings it to clarity. Verse 18, if you're there, say amen. 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 I am, he says to John, he who lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. I like the way he said it, amen. Say amen, church. Amen. That was your cue. <laughs> amen. That's be like Jesus. So be it. And I have the keys of hell and of death. Thank God for that. I like what he says. I am alive, not just for the moment, but forever, Amen. and ever, Amen. and ever. You know what that lets me know? That's continuous. It's not something that just was, was, and that's it. That's a historical Jesus. Too many people put Jesus as an historical event and something that come, that he came and that was it. No, he's no longer a babe. He's no longer on the cross. He's no longer in the grave, but he's alive sitting on the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Yeah. Resurrection is a continuation of, lives, of the life of Christ in the now. In the now. He's not just someone that came and died, but not past tense, in other words. We can't say that was then, but he is in the now. Philippians chapter 3 says some things that Paul said, and I want to bring that out. If you would, Philippians chapter 3. Go to two verses, 10 and 11. We had the one as a main scripture for our Sunday school, but I want to bring it out to you today. Let me say this. If you're looking at anybody else, you're looking to the wrong person. You need to look at Jesus. Amen. People will let you down. Yes. I, I, I want to be plain with you. How many you ever been hurt before by somebody? My hands, my feet, my toes are even up. I've been hurt, I've been stabbed, I've been lied about, been lied on. I've had things that happened to me. But you know what? I have to not look at that I don't have to look at those. I don't have to look at this preacher or that preacher or this church or that church or this person or that person. I look to the one that loves me enough that died for me. That's the reason why I do and live like I do. Not because of what this one or that one has done, but I look to him. If you're trying to get satisfaction with and get acceptance by someone else, you're looking to the wrong person, the wrong people, the wrong situation. Look to him. That's not past tense, that's now. But let's read. Get off on a tangent sometimes. Verse 10. The apostle Paul says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Paul's ambition, Paul's desire, Paul desired to know Christ. That's knowledge. But it's more than just having knowledge. It's more than going to school and learning about. This area of knowledge, this area of knowing is fully acquainted with. When you're fully acquainted with someone, you know their personalities. You know their nature and their characteristics. You understand who they are. And we as believers can say, I know the personality of Jesus. I know his nature and I know his character. Fully acquainted. Believing, having faith in Christ is that fully acquainted with who he is. Not just his word, not just hearing his word, but I hear his voice. I know him intimately. That's the reason why I, there's a lot of things that try to pull and sway. But when I know who Jesus is, it doesn't pull me away from him. That was his desire. See, Paul also went on, Says my desire is to know the power of the resurrection. See, Christ, when he went to the cross, He died on the cross for what reason? To pay the sin debt. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but I come to fulfill it. The law required, Brother Larry, that I must pay a debt. And that was sin debt. All of us are coming to that place that we have to pay a sin debt. You can't come to a man and get forgiveness like that. You can't come to a preacher and say, Hey, can you forgive me? I can forgive you all day long, but you must have forgiveness from him. That's what separates a lot of them. I must go to the Savior. I must go to Jesus. He is my high priest, He is the one that represents God. He is the one that can forgive me. But He paid a debt on the cross. But he goes on, he says, the resurrection, the power of the resurrection, something with the power that we look, you are tuned in, you are connected to, you are fully acquainted with, and something he said, because Jesus was raised to the newness of life. See, when I am acquainted with the resurrection, I can have new life. That's the reason why we're called new creatures, People look at us like we're kind of crazy. You're from another planet. All you want to talk about is the Lord. All you want to do is serve the Lord. Yes, yes? what else is there? Amen. <laughs> eventually, I'm going to leave this life. Doesn't mean I don't have fun. Doesn't mean I don't enjoy some things. But eventually, I want to be acquainted with that resurrection, that newness of life. Because when Jesus rose from the dead, he he broke all the things that was in the past. He broke his, he says, I'm alive forevermore. It's what he told John, the apostle John. He says, I am alive forevermore. Not something that just happened for a moment and that was it. But when he come out of the grave, he stood there. And I'm sure Satan said, wait a minute, boys, we're in trouble now. (laughs) He's alive. And now he's got those ones that's gonna be made alive because of him. Yes, you and I, church. Yes. That's the reason why we celebrate like we do. Yes. The reason why when we get these songs going and we clap our hands, yes. we're alive. Yes. It's like going to a party. Oh, I like those parties. <laughs> and all of a sudden you feel the spirit of God coming in and man, it just energizes you. Then we become the energized bunny. Oh, yes, oh, yes, I gotta go. Because the energy comes from and the power that God gives us brings new life. Yes. A separation from death. Separation from what everybody else is saying and putting you in bondage. Thank God for the power of the resurrection. Thank God for this. Uh, it's what it is. In other words, it's life flowing from the heavenly father that's given to us. Life that's flowing from Jesus himself. Amen. But he didn't stop there because the apostle Paul is bringing clarity to something. He says, I want to have fellowship of his suffering. Amen. What is he saying there, pastor? Suffering. Nobody likes to suffer. How many likes to suffer? Can I put my hands down? I don't like to go through things anymore than anybody else. When I wake up and I have a headache, how can I relieve my headache? When I get up and I have a backache, how can I relieve my backache? No suffering. I don't want to suffer today. I don't want to go through that. But notice what Paul says, the fellowship of his suffering. In other words, he wants to be conformed in the likeness of Jesus. Who died for sin. That's what Jesus said. That's the reason why he was talking about conformed in the fellowship of his suffering, because the cross represents suffering. But Jesus put it this way I mean, Paul put it this way He says, I crucify myself daily. In other words, we die to sin on a daily basis. That's the fellowship that we have. I choose. That's where it separates us from everything else. We choose to either sin or live. We make a choice. And that's what Paul says. I want to have the fellowship of his suffering. I want to have the fellowship of what he is. He died for sin. i want to die to sin. See so, me, you know, people says, wait a minute, are you holier than now? Uh, it's not so much being holier now. It's this, that I have chosen to live for Christ. I have chosen to die out to those sinful ways. I have chosen. See, I'm not saved in my sin. I'm saved from my sin. Amen. That's the difference in teaching. Say, well, we're all sinners. No, saints may sin, but I can ask forgiveness. See, when I come to know Christ and took, what he said and take what he says. He said that he died for me, that I could be a saint, that I can be a righteous one, one that's standing right with God. Now, Paul comes along and says, I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know that life-giving source, that newness in life, so I can live it that others can say, you're not just strange, you're living in a different world. Yes, I'm in heaven already. But the last thing I want to see, show you here, because he said, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead, that gives me hope for the future. Say, so I, I, I have hope. The Bible says we'll be raised in the newness of life. Thank God, when we get to heaven, we don't have to worry about these pains. We don't have to worry about these evil situations. Uh, Thank God I don't have to worry about getting hurt. And thank God there ain't going to be no devil up there. Oh, praise the Lord for that. Uh, That should make you shout there. He's been on my heels for a long time. And one day I'm going to say bye-bye. But until I'm here, I'm like Paul, what he said. See, the resurrection life now, not historical event, not something that we talk about, because every Sunday that we come together, we should be looking at the resurrection life now. And that's what we need to look at. Now, how is this resurrection life played out? How is it shown? Because we display the life that God gives us. We manifest it on a daily basis. We make a choice. The apostle Paul gave us those words and he gave us the scripture that we did. Jesus is alive, but then Paul says, wait a minute, I got to live in this life now. This is what I'm choosing. This is what I desire. I want to know him. I want to be fully acquainted with him. But I want to know the power of his resurrection. But I want to understand the fellowship of suffering. But then I want to know about the resurrection after I'm dead and gone in this life. What's going to happen? I got a future. But see, we need to believe that now. That's where life is flowing now. That's where we can live now. I don't need a bottle. I don't need a drug. I don't need anything else to give me this life only comes from Jesus. Only he can give that to you. And thank God that he does. Thank God he gives us life that will outshine everything else. Something that I notice is, is that his resurrection is manifested because it's his presence in the now His presence in the now have you been around those people that you know, they were Christians you just knew by their spirit that they when they walked in the room They're a Christian They're a believer you can you may not even know them, but you could tell Am I the only one who's ever seen those people before? I'm at work. There's people come up to me and I don't even know them from Adam. (laughs) I just had one not too long. ago. started at uh, Zimmer Biomet. Next thing you know, I went to my desk. Somebody wrote me a post-it. How you doing, brother? Next thing you know, he wrote another script. He wrote a scripture the next day. And I'm going, who is this? (laughs) Then I was walking by. He stood up. He goes, hey, brother from another mother. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I go, you're the one. He goes, yes. Aren't we of the same family? I didn't have to say a word, but they can tell. Because you manifest the new life, the life flowing from Christ in you. See, Jesus didn't raise from the dead that things would be just it. He gave us new life. Yeah. And that's what people are looking for yeah. hope. They're looking for life. They're looking for something that will get them through the, the situations and the, the difficulties, the things that come against them and things that happen. Jesus done that. Amen. It's the present manifestation of Jesus, of the glory of God now. Say now. now. See what it tells me, I serve a resurrected Christ. So he's alive now. If he's not, we're in trouble. If he's not risen, we're in trouble, church. And the world's in trouble. But my belief system, my believing, he is alive. That should be an amen, because he said, I am alive forevermore. Amen, amen. That means, in the way Jesus put it, the miracles, The signs and the wonders he did did not stop when he died and was raised. It carried on in the church. Say, I'm the church. See, the church is not the building. It's you and I. We can meet in a, a corn crib. We can meet out in the shed, and we're the church. We can meet outside in the park, we're the church. No matter where you go, whether it's at the work, whether it's at home, whether it's in the stores, you're the church. We need to arise. See, the church is not dead, but it's alive forevermore. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Jesus said, I died not just for humanity, but for the church, that they could come alive and show the life that I've given, that others can have it. I've got the peace, i got the joy, and i got the righteousness in the Holy Ghost. That's kingdom power. Isn't that good to know? But the resurrection power. See, we could talk about all the things when they met him then, but I want to talk about him today. I want to talk about what he's gonna do today and what he wants to do in our lives today. In other words, it tells me that Jesus' life continues in you. And in me, said His life continues. His life continues. Where? In Aren't you glad for that? Greater is He that is the hope of glory, is Christ. I can do all things through who? What? Strengthens. If all I depended on was my ability, my hands my noggin, my ability to do, do a lot of things and giftings that God get. if that's all it is, then it'll eventually end. Trust me, as you get older, you're going to find things don't work like they used to. Can I hear from the older ones say amen? <laughs> you're going to find, says, I don't go and I don't move. There's some things that's happening. I didn't realize it. Uh, I look in the mirror and says, my hair is getting frost. <laughs> It's not frozen yet, so I'm not the part of the frozen chosen. It melts it every once in a while. But I have life that continues today. Aren't you glad for that? People are looking for something that's real. We have a young man that's been coming to this church, and you could tell he's connecting with us. And I thank God that we're a place that he can feel that connection. A lot of places you just feel like you're a group, but sometimes you want to feel like I'm connected with individuals that love me, that I can connect with them, that I have a place of an area that I can sit and look around and say, hey, they're part of me. That's called family. Aren't you glad we have the church and it's a family? Amen. Family means a lot. I love my kids, I love them to come around. But then after a while, it says, you, you going to win? <laughs> No, I love them. There have been, I'm You got a bed in there, goes to sleep. I told my son-in-law, I says, you see the refrigerator? If you don't go to there and feel comfortable, with it, it says, uh, uh, you're not going to have a talk because I want you to feel like you're home. You're part of my family. And when people come in, I always says, take your shoes off, just make yourself at home. That's what Jesus is saying. I died and I rose again that you can make yourself at home with God himself. That's what the resurrection power does. It's not something way out in the future, not something that just happened in the past. It's now. He's here now. Amen. He wants to do it now. Amen. Jesus said, I came to give you life abundantly, not just life, but more abundantly. That's eternal. That's something that's going to last forever. Amen. I want to touch you in the places that you need to be touched. I want to give you, but you've got to reach out and say, I want it. Paul desired that. He says, that's what I want. I want to be fully acquainted with Jesus himself. I don't want just an experience from somebody else. I want to know myself. Amen. What drawed me to the Lord years ago when I was just a young man, I had no inkling, had no desire. I was going to fulfill my life. I was going to do some things. I wanted to have the money. I wanted to enjoy. I wanted to go out and drink. I wanted to run around, do all those things that everybody else was doing. I just wanted to enjoy myself. But I went to the church, and I was sitting in the back. And while I was sitting in the back, I seen something different. I seen my grandfather get up, and he was an elderly man. He'd get up, and he would move, and I says, where did you get that from? <laughs> He moved differently when he got in the presence of the Lord. And then also they see some others and I says, what do they got that I don't have? And and I'll, pretty soon I felt the tug on my heart. I don't remember what the message was, but I felt myself wanting to be drawn to Christ, fully acquainted with Christ. And I say, God, I want what they have. Amen. And that's what the world is looking for. Is there some real people out there, real Christians, uh, not phony baloney, because there's enough fake stuff. You talk about fake news, there's a lot of fake Christians. There's a lot of hypocrites. But I don't live for the hypocrites. I don't live for the fakeness. I live because of a risen Savior. And that loved me, that died for me, that came out of the grave, and he came in a newness of life, and he said, now you can have it. Amen. Accept it. and that's what he desires close your eyes if you would please all the building